one of the biggest challenges that we face running a business is how to get people to our shop. There are so many different ways that you can drive traffic to your handmade shop online specifically. And in this episode today, we're going to outline a whole bunch of them, including some you might not have thought of in the past. So this is episode 67 of the Business of Making podcast. Let's dive in and figure out the best way to get eyeballs on your work. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hey everyone, Jess here and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. And today, as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Deb. Hello. And Mick. Bonjour. <laughs> They're messing with your head now, people. <laughs> Who's the French one? I don't know. Um, so today we have a show for you that is all about traffic sources. In other words, how can you get people to your site slash your shop? We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of different ways that you you know when when you when i say traffic sources what's the first thing that's going to pop into people's minds seo social media yeah social media seo yeah uh probably instagram for a lot of you or facebook um and etsy search google search but we're going to talk about a lot more uh as well in today's episode and um following that we're going to be doing a much more detailed episode for our patrons uh that is all about social media and actually getting people from social media to your shop and all of the like insider tips and tricks on how to make that happen because it's not just a case of putting a picture up and going buy my stuff if only it was that (laughs) easy if only that would be amazing (laughs) so today it's about traffic sources but before we dive in i just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to sarah uh, who has left us a lovely review titled My Favourite Small Business Podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Um, and she says, I love this podcast. Just ever make, share honest, amazing insights, tips and advice on how to run and grow a small business. I often re-listen to episodes as I'm working on my products. I'm so happy I found this podcast. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, Sarah. Aww, thanks Sarah. for listening. That's amazing. And we're your favorite podcast. I love that she listens to it. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about, you know, a podcast that has really useful episodes. You can go back and listen again. Yeah, I do that all the time. (laughs) Mark the favorite (laughs) episode. Not to ours, but (laughs) the other ones. (laughs) No, seriously. I just listen to my own voice all day again and again. All day. I would. I would just totally just get lost in it. (laughs) So let's give you all behind the scenes here. One, um, we don't normally re-listen to our own episodes because we do have an editor who does all of that stuff for us. Uh, but the other day when I was in charge, I was um, setting, setting up one of our episodes and I started listening to it and I just kept listening to it while I was doing other stuff. I was like, this is really good. This is good advice, girls. Well done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we said some smarts. Oh, yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. Uh, and, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people talk about not liking their own voices. I really like listening to my voice. Oh, me too. Mick, I don't mind how mine. about you, Deb? Really? No, I don't. I think I have a very yeah. deep voice and I don't really realise until I listen to 
your voice but actually isn't i deep. don't i just do and i do yeah i speak a little bit like that i don't know i just feel and also the accent like in my head it's not as strong as what it is when i listen to it but it's, it's adorable like, oh, yeah that does sound french but it makes me feel like <laughs> ew did people understand that i don't know i definitely don't like it i'm much better with video because at least I can see my face and I'm like, oh, they can connect with like my smile and all of that. Mm. But the podcast, I'm still like, no, let's not listen. <laughs> that's so interesting. Not, yeah, that no. is interesting. <laughs> you funny. All right. That's, uh, let's get on with this. So today, traffic sources we're going to be talking about. Um, let, we're just going to go through them in order because we've got a big list, you know, we're all planning these episodes now. Like so, yeah. so run up and organize you guys you have no idea we have like google documents and stuff <laughs> i think taking a step back from the weekly and moving to fortnightly has given us a little bit more space and time to do a little bit more planning so mm, i think that's going to yeah. be a benefit to everybody yeah so the, the first one is obviously social media which we are going to be talking about uh in detail in our patreon only episode what is that if you're not aware we um on patreon which is a site where you can basically you know, it's like the old days where somebody was a patron of the arts. You can be a patron of our show and support us with a very small monthly fee. Um, and for those who are platinum patrons, which is $5 a month, they get a Patreon-only episode from us every month now. So we've just started that this year and we're really excited about that. So um, they're going to be getting an episode all about the exact steps to take on social media from the beginning to get people well, hopefully to convert people into, into buyers. So that's what we're going to be talking about. But today let's just t touch on some of the social media we might be considering. Um, oh, I should probably tell you, if you want to actually go listen to that and you're not a member, you can head on over to um, thebusinessandmaking.com forward slash support and you can sign up anytime you like to support the show. And uh, we really, really do rely on the support of our patrons. We couldn't afford to keep making the show without them. So thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. All right, so social media, which ones are we gonna be talking about? Which ones do people normally use? What's kind of the common one we all know? Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Yes, everybody's using Instagram and Facebook pretty much these days. I mean, they're basically the same platform really these yeah. days, aren't they? <laughs> well, similar. they're different, they are different, but they are definitely the same company. Mm -hmm. um, and they're definitely the two biggest one in terms of how many people, like it'd be really weird if your ideal customers or your target market wasn't on Instagram and wasn't on Facebook. And I know sometimes makers will say, oh, I don't know if my, my person is on say Facebook and I'm like, well, really everyone is. Um, so yes. yeah, they're on Facebook or they're on Instagram for sure. So that's why it's probably the most popular ones. And then there's all the new ones or Actually, not new ones, but old ones that not everyone uses. Like Snapchat, do you use Snapchat? No. <laughs> no. no. I tried it once, no. I think, for like a day. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, I tried it a bit too. And I wasn't, It's it definitely wasn't for business. It was for personal use. And mm -hmm. then when Instagram announced that they were doing Instagram stories, they pretty much took that market under, like, you know, they were like, hello, middle finger to Snapchat. Like, yeah, we are going to do what you're doing, except we have a database of millions and, of customers already and now so. facebook does that as well anyway so yeah yeah i, I have um, that. i never look at that i do i mean it's right there i click on it sometimes but mm, it's just okay. kind of the same stuff that's on instagram if yeah. that person's on both so yeah you just mm. kind of see the same thing in, in personal circles in business i don't ever see anyone's business stuff on facebook so mm. yeah i don't know and then we've got uh twitter yieldy twitter um I know some people still use Twitter to promote their businesses, um, which is awesome. Um, I usually stay away from it. <laughs> um, and um, 
TikTok's a big, there's always one that kind of blows up for a period of time and then disappears. I'm not saying TikTok will disappear, but it'll be (laughs) definitely going away at the moment. Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one before Periscope? It was uh, uh, Vine. Yeah. Yeah. All these little short video ones, they all Mm. seem, you know, I don't know. I don't think Uh, they're really designed. I mean, I know some people do use them for business, same with Snapchat, but I honestly don't think they're really designed in a way that benefits business long term like Mm. you know if something disappears after however long it is 24 hours like it's not there anymore so how can Mm. you reuse it for any of your content creation or advertising or anything like that but tiktok doesn't disappear does it i have no idea (laughs) i don't i don't think it does i think it's i don't think so so. i honestly don't really understand how it works i've decided not to look into it and get myself overwhelmed (laughs) i'm getting a lot of emails from you know, or seeing it pop up a lot, people saying, you've got to get on TikTok. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. The I'll get another six feed, months. Like, if you're not on TikTok, you're missing on sales. And I'm like, no, I'm actually saving my sanity and focusing on one thing that's already working for me. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, it is interesting, though, because I think when you do jump into these things, knowing that they'll maybe possibly disappear, but when you do jump into them as an early adopter, you can see a bit of success early on but it'll always taper off. So I, I know someone at the moment who has jumped onto it because she's doing little videos and stuff and she's seeing massive, massive engagement because it's a small platform still and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of people on it. But I would say, you know, that's that's going to taper off over the next however long. And um, yeah. like with anything, I don't think you should have all your eggs in one basket. So you can't really yeah. own that one one avenue. Yeah. If it sounds fun, give it a crack. Yeah. Like we're not saying don't try it, but just be aware that these smaller social media, you know, don't invest all of your time in it because often they do disappear yeah, after can a be while. A bit of a fad. Yeah. Definitely invest in at least one of the major social networks, building a, a you know, a, a foundation there. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm wrong with that. So don't quote me on it, but I feel like TikTok is definitely targeted as a, a more like preteen or teenagers mm. like it's still like a quite a young target market so if your products aren't like if this is not the people you're selling to and generally mm. you know the parents are actually the one buying stuff um <laughs> it might not be the platform for you anyway so i wouldn't worry too much about tiktok yeah. for now we might do an episode next year and be like tiktok is the best it's Who the knows? thing everyone should be like you should have all like, jumped mm. on last year <laughs> yeah yeah but, I think your point about your target market is really important because Facebook is skewing older now because a lot mm-hmm. of young people aren't using it. They're just on Instagram mm-hmm. or Snapchat. Um, so if your target market's like under 25, you probably should seriously consider something under like... 35. Under 35? Yeah, Facebook really? is going the way of the dodo really mm. quickly for people up to like 40. That's really interesting. Yeah, super interesting because I'm all over it still, but... yeah. 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 Okay. I knew it was young, but so basically millennials and um, what's the next one down? Zoomers. I don't know. <laughs> Gen Z. It's the no. Zoomers. That's one word for them. Yeah, Gen Z. Yeah. Um, because we're Gen Y slash mm. millennial. I don't know why Gen Y started disappearing. Like I know we've disappeared. It used to be Gen Y. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the three of us are actually millennials. For those listening, I think people yeah. think millennials are the kids. They're not. No, we're all not, like yeah. in our 20s and 30s now yeah <laughs> like mid 20s to late 30s is millennials yeah. um anyone below that to yeah gen z or zuma so they are definitely not really on facebook mm. um definitely on these kind of younger skewing platforms yeah, they're on like TikTok snapchat. And snapchat but they're also probably not the people you want to be selling to yeah, yeah. Not, depends on your market but most of us are not selling yeah. to that market yeah. for sure okay so that's social media now let's talk about another traffic source which is seo now the long we're gonna, game. 
<laughs> the long game, but incredibly effective yeah. if you yeah. do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where most of my sales come from. I do very little on social media with Ethereal. Like I almost spend no time on it at all and I still make many thousands of dollars a month and it's all via SEO. So that is all coming from uh, Etsy search, Google search. And the other one, which you may not think of as an SEO platform is Pinterest. Pinterest, my love. Yes. <laughs> Pinterest is not a social media platform. Even though there is a social element to it, it is a search engine. Yeah. So that's I think it's becoming more well known now that, that it's not a social media platform. I think because mm. Dev started, uh, you know, introducing themselves as something different. But when they launched, it was very much a social media platform. And they tried a few things, like they had like groups and communities and things, and it never and worked. Comments under no pins. One, yeah, comments under yeah. pin. But it just never really worked because that's not how people use the platform. So mm. it really is like Google before images. So instead of getting the results, with like a title and a link, you get an image and a link. Um, so it definitely is in the SEO category. And yeah, SEO is very important, definitely a bit more long game. Um, but yeah, like my business, if I had to give up anything, it would be Instagram and Facebook, even though I do get traffic from it and I'd keep Google and Pinterest because they're my yeah, two biggest thing for sure. Um, let's just talk super briefly. We're going to go and do a whole month of episodes around SEO, but, um, just want to talk because you're just saying, Debbie, that Pinterest is like Google, it's like a search engine. But I think the difference that we should talk about is that, you know, Google is a search engine that has been indexed, like, you know, the Google little robots go out and index all the sites, but Mm. Pinterest still is curated largely by users, right? Like you're, if if you, if someone, if anyone in the world doesn't pin your thing to Pinterest, it doesn't exist on Pinterest. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be active in pinning your own stuff yeah. and hopefully getting it repinned and stuff. So that's just yeah. a little slight difference there. Yeah. You can't just like build a website and like, oh, my images are on Pinterest now. They're on Google, yeah. but they're not on Pinterest unless you put them there. So yeah, that's a really good point actually. Um, so SEO, obviously thinking about your keywords and doing keyword research, making sure the titles of things you use. And if you're looking for Google search, the first like few sentences of whatever, you know, whether you're writing a blog or a description, you need to make sure your keywords are in there. Um, and with Pinterest, it's very similar. Think about the hashtags. You can use hashtags on Pinterest, like actually put hashtags on your post, but you can also just write descriptions and stuff like that. And it'll, it'll pick up from that as well. And it's not um, just your pins as well. It's also your board's titles and your description, yes. your name itself, just like anything, you know, it's more than just one little keyword field. Yes. Um, but I'm excited to do a full month about that. Are we decided yeah, if it was next be, yeah. month? I feel like I, I think next month we're doing a whole live, month. But I am. <laughs> it's next <laughs> month. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do a full month of only SEO based kind of episodes to go through a bit more um, info on Etsy, Google, Pinterest and help you sort of like work that out for yourself. But SEO is definitely one that you don't want to snooze on because it's really important. And it does take a little bit more time to sort of fall into place and get results. Do you do want to, you know, get started as soon as you can with that? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely not something to neglect. And it's an incredibly powerful, mm. incredibly powerful source of traffic. I think a lot of people starting up and even people who've been in business for a while get so super focused on social media uh, to yeah. The de- de- to their detriment yeah, because I agree. while it can be powerful, I think SEO is more powerful and yeah. it is incredibly important to, to spend a decent amount of time focusing on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next one we want to talk about is paid ads. So some of the places you could consider having ads would be Etsy ads, um, the new Etsy ad system, which combines ads on Etsy and also 
ads on Google. Um, Pinterest, you can advertise on Pinterest to boost your pins. Well, it's not, I don't, is it called boost? I don't know. Promoted um, pins. Yeah, promoted pins, thing. that's it. Yeah. Um, Instagram and Facebook, it's one ecosystem. So uh, you can like boost stuff directly from Instagram or your Facebook page, but I would recommend that the best way to do it is from inside the ads manager, which you yes. can set up Instagram and Facebook ads together. Uh, Google, obviously, Google ads. And then there's, you know, magazines, old school style. <laughs> yeah. But even like, you know, if you're in a small, if you're a small business in a local area, something like local radio mm. or local television might even be things you consider. So yeah. there's a lot of scope here. Uh, we did do a full episode on that. It was episode 27 if you want to go back to it. And it was should you use paid ads and we covered the type of paid ads that you could do and also which one we recommend and don't recommend and how to track your results because there's definitely... This is not something I would recommend if you don't really know what's already working for you uh, because you could easily be throwing money at it for, and not getting anything back from it, which is not what we want. So if you are considering um, investing into paid ads this year, then go back to episode 27 and we dive into that a lot more. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not a, and actually just re, we just did an episode um, last, our previous episode, which is talk, we all talked about like marketing in the past and marketing now. And we talked a bit about, you know, you have to spend either money or time. So it comes down to, to that. Um, all right. Some of the other avenues for traffic sources. Now we're kind of getting a bit broader, uh, PR or press. Yeah, press. I think this is actually really valuable, especially if you are a local business mm. who attends markets and live events, which we'll get into in a sec, but it really does, depending on your target market, of course. But for example, if you get a, an editorial or something in a local whatever um, or on a, on a website that a lot of people in your area visit and they know that you're going to be at a particular market, then they can, they'll keep an eye out for you. Like this has happened to me quite a few times. Anytime I got any PR, people would also always come up to me at markets later and say, oh, I saw your little article in blah, 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 and, you know, come and say hello. So it definitely been, depends on what type of area you're in and your, you know, city and who reads what and all that kind of thing. But I think it can be really valuable. So definitely don't. Um, overlook that sort of thing. Mm, as a very useful yours. as well if you sell things that you can't really ship. Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. uh, wooden like furniture and, and stuff that's kind of big and you need people to actually pick up or you need to deliver locally. This mm. is definitely something that's going to be um, easier for you than say Instagram ads. Yeah. And if you're an online business, then, you know, this is still relevant because you could get a feature in a magazine, send people to your website, get a feature on somebody's blog mm. or website. Uh, that's all, you know, that's all press. I got yeah. a lot of that in my first years of business and it really did make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's and definitely Side benefits valuable. include um, social proof on your shop and website yes. as well. I have been featured in and that's actually something that customers look out for when they're purchasing because yeah, that shows that your, yeah, it builds trust in your product and in your brand. Yeah. So if for no other reason, that's a really good reason to, to do it, um, to reach out to blogs or magazines in your industry that, um, would potentially feature you because then, yeah, you get that social proof and can put that little banner on your website that says you've been featured in certain places. Um, so Michaela indicated live events. Uh, we have a couple of episodes about this, episodes uh, 39, 42 and 36, where we talked about markets and, and, and stuff like that. But that's just one type of live event. So market shows, stalls at a, a trade show, conference, like there's heaps of different things you could do. 
Um, even like gallery, depending on the sort of like a show in a gallery, mm-hmm. if you're in, um, if you're making stuff that could be classed as art, which most of us are, depending on how you frame it. Mm-hmm. So that could be another thing that you can consider as well. Yeah, I think it's important to remember with those live events, it doesn't seem obvious. And I think especially if you're just getting started with it and it's like your first couple of shows, you're really obsessing over like, what is my style going to look like? And how much stock do I need and all of that? And how much money am I going to make on the day? But you can actually make a lot more after that if you engage mm. with people that kind of like walk past your, you know, your table or whatever and didn't purchase, but they did get onto your email list, they did grab a flyer or whatever it is that you had there. So it's something to keep in mind that it's also a way of advertising to that local community. Yeah, and they might not buy on the day, but they they can come back to your shop later on that week. Yeah, because um, you've built that. Well, you've started to build that relationship with them, and they actually they've seen you as a person, as the business owner. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. someone just comes across your website, you might have a photo of yourself on there, but you know that goes a ways, but not a long way. <laughs> so if you have actually talked to a person, then they have felt some connection with you, and then maybe they're choosing between you and someone else. They're going to choose you because they've talked to you and felt that connection. So it can be a massive boost for afterwards sales. Yeah, definitely. You need to think about markets as a marketing exercise. Mm. That's what I always say to people. Like even if you don't make a whole lot of money on the day, if you've chosen the right market, you hopefully will, you know, build at least some awareness of your brand and people will then, you know, come back to you in the future. Mm -hmm. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. Uh, another one, which is kind of the modern version of PR, really, this is like the, the updated version of PR, which is influencers, um, partnering with influencers and or partnering with other makers who are non-competing. So doing some sort of joint promotion some sort of joint giveaway with um, fellow makers who are complementary but not competitive is a really great way to do it. Mm. Um, an idea for getting uh, style photos, if you want to pull yourself, like say I make jewellery, I could I could join up with someone who makes clothing and someone else who makes like leather bags and we could pull our resources and get style photos with all three things in one photo mm. and then we can cross-promote each other. So there's all sorts of ideas like that as well. Mm. Um and then influencers, which is something I've not really worked much with. I have a little bit over the years, but it's a much more kind of official industry now than it used to be. Mm. I think it is much more official, but I think a lot of people still get really burned too. So I think you mm. need to be wary. I mean, it's the same as paid advertising. You can get burned if you do, don't do it properly. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> just waste money. But um, yeah, I think do quite a bit of research before diving in and throwing money yeah. at someone who might not actually be able to give you any return on investment. Yeah, because you usually either have to pay or you have to send products, which really means that you're paying, uh, or sometimes you have to do those two things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very easy to, um, 
yeah, to not get results if they don't have, like you need someone that's got high engagement. The number of followers that this person has is not necessarily what you need to look yeah. into here, but you need yeah. to know mm-hmm. when you actually click and engage with that account. There, there are websites that help you with that now where pretty much as an influencer, you can go and sign up and say, hey, this is a type of, uh, target market I have in my followers I can work with this type of brands and then you can sort of contact them based on that and going I think we could work together but it's definitely a bit more of an advanced strategy and what I'd say as well is that when you say influencer you don't have to it sounds like um, Kim Kardashian like you know with billions <laughs> or however many followers she has but like a micro influencer could be really good too and sometimes they have an even more engaged audience so like yeah. someone was like 5,000 5, followers on Instagram more likely this audience is very targeted and very engaged with that person. And that's someone that you could contact and sort of, you know, Oh, I could send you some products and maybe we could work together. Like you, you can just genuinely interact with these people and, and make, you know, build connection and relationship with them. Yeah. Another thing to be aware of with um, influencer marketing, dot, if someone's not willing to give you their numbers, don't work with them. Like mm. they should be willing to tell you these things. They should know what's their engagement, what's their, you know, how many clicks that they average on per advertise, um, per, you know, ad post, uh, how many comments do they average? So they should be aware of this sort of data, especially if they're charging you money, not just taking product from you. Yeah. Um, and have some sort of uh, agreement in place like don't just say oh you know I'll send you some stuff and if you could feature it that might be nice like you will you know this person will put one post on their feed and three posts on their stories you know at whatever times like that stuff should be worked out ahead of time yeah, yeah. I think working too, with a professional I know this is this episode is not really about influencers but we'll go into it a little <laughs> bit more um I think too if you are looking to work with an influencer just try and get in touch with people of products that they've posted before and ask them how it went. Like, did you actually mm-hmm. get anything from this? Um, go off recommendations. So if people have worked with other influencers and they've had a really good go of it, then that might be someone worth approaching. I just, I've seen just so many people post online about how they've been burned and I just yeah. want everyone to be cautious, but don't be scared off. Like it could be really valuable, but just do a lot of research beforehand. Mm. Yeah. Um, another thing is obviously having your stuff in shops, like in brick and mortars. So if you have a wholesale or consignment uh, arm of your business, that's a really good way of getting on people's radars and getting people to know about you. Mm. So that's another benefit of uh, doing wholesale and or consignment is the the marketing aspect of that. Uh, we I think we still have this kind of thing where if we see something in a shop, it makes it real. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like it, it adds some sort of um, weight to it. Mm. Like somebody... This the owner of the shop has chosen to to feature it so that it, you know it has a certain cred to it, which I think is quite quite powerful yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I do that quite a bit actually, going into a shops and I'm like not there to shop, but say I don't know I'm <laughs> waiting for a friend and she's not there, so I'm like okay I'll just wait inside of that shop and look around and I'll take picture with my phone of the stuff I like to remember the name and then I'll or I'll go in directly into Instagram and try and find them. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be remarketed to, like I want to be convinced <laughs> to buy this thing from them again. I love it's that. It's so funny. That's usually if it's not like in my hometown, because if you see, I would just get it in the in the store. But you know, if I'm just somewhere and I'm just like, yeah, I'll take a picture of that, come back to it later. Yeah, yeah totally. I've I've done that before as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this screenshot on your phone. Like, do you take heaps of screenshot when you're like browsing online or on so Instagram? Many. Yeah, especially with the last time. Oh, I need to clean that up. That's not okay. There's so many photos on my phone now. I screenshot of stuff I want to purchase later. It's so cool. 
So that's that's kind of all we had listed. There's obviously other ones we've probably forgotten about. Um, have you guys thought of any others while we've been talking? Mm, no, because we, I think we covered the big categories. I mean, we could always come mm. up with more paid ads or more social media platform, but mm. generally I think we had six. So it was social media, SEO, social media, again, the episode for Platinum Patron is coming next week. Next month, we'll talk about SEO a lot more. And then we had paid ads. Go back to episode 27 if you want to learn more about that. PR and press, live events, which uh, we talked about in episode 39, 42, and 36. <laughs> Can you hear them? Yeah, I'm so, so not lucky today. Anyway, so live events, I was saying, is episode 39, 42, and 36, if you want to learn more about that, because we did talk about how to actually present your style and make people jump onto mm. your email list. And then influencers. So we had six and in shops. total. And shops. Seven. Yes. And I just thought of another one. Um, I just wanted to just make a segue here that as an Australian, monkeys sound like kookaburras, not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to us, anyway. Uh, word of mouth. Yeah, of course. Word of mouth is the oldest and most trusted traffic source you're ever mm-hmm. going to find, but it's not one you can control. It is one you can uh, prompt and it's one that you can hopefully influence by your customer service and the quality of your product. So, you know, the level of customer service you show, the level of um, care you put into your product design development production and your packaging, all of those things will um, translate often into really positive word of mouth for you for some reason that i just thought about unboxing videos mm. <laughs> like there's so many of them out there yeah i was gonna say um, packaging actually is so important. it's a great way to do that because you could also put mm-hmm. a little card and saying you know um here's a voucher for you and a friend you know yeah, yeah. it's all um, about or anything it. like that yeah yeah it's all about experience design you you are designing the experience of your product and it's not just mm-hmm. your product and then you getting the money off your customer is the end of it. Definitely not. You need to think about that whole customer journey and the experience that they get from opening that and using it and all that sort of stuff. And that's then how you get that word of mouth because they love the whole experience, not just up until they purchase. Yeah, exactly. The experience of interacting with you. This is why I'm so big on actually contacting every customer personally and starting a conversation with them the experience of, you know, getting the package and opening it up. And yeah, it's, it's all, we all love that stuff. Like who doesn't love getting something in the mail and, you know, unboxing it. And <laughs> we, we just total nerd moment, but we just bought a weather station for our house. And, um, I was so excited when it arrived. Like, oh, quick, let's open it up and look inside and all the little bits and put it all together and <laughs> yes, set it all up. Sciency person. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. We have this little like tablet now in the lounge room with all of our the UV and the inside and outside temperature and the humidity and all. Yeah. Anyway, I'll stop <laughs> going on, but <laughs> it's cool. And then there's an app with like all your graphs of all of your stuff. It's great. <laughs> You're falling asleep going, did you notice the humidity level is? <laughs> <laughs> we do comment it all the time now. We work well, oh, Nick will so come funny. in with his app. It's like, oh, this is Anyway, um, yes, welcome to Nerd Life. Uh, so that is it from us for this episode. Uh, we just wanted to kind of broaden your mind a little bit about what the possibilities are of ways to, you know, not just like, oh, it's just Instagram and Etsy search. Like there's a lot more out there that you can be doing potentially to bring people to your business. 
and uh, don't be afraid to experiment with some of the other sort of ways of doing things you might find it's incredibly successful for you and it might work really well for your particular product and your particular target market and your personality so you tr really trying to find the sweet spot between all of those things um, you want to find the sort of marketing methods that you can really get into and you can really um, continue doing in the long run <laughs> because you are going to be doing it in forever. forever. So, <laughs> so you've got to find something that you are happy to continue doing forever. All right. So thank you so much for listening to the show for another week. If you enjoyed the show, please don't hesitate. Well, in fact, please do go give us a rating and review on Apple podcasts or over on our Facebook page. Just search for the business of making on Facebook. Uh, we love, love, love hearing from our listeners. I almost said readers then. And I'm like, no, no, they're listening with they their ears. the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is true. There are always uh, show notes available on our website. If you want a kind of summary of the episode, you can head over to businessmaking.com, look for the episode, and uh, there are always some show notes there. So thank you for listening. And remember, if you're one of our platinum patrons, that episode all on the detail of getting people from social to your shop and turning them into buyers, I almost said sellers there because it was all that alliteration going on, <laughs> um, is happening very soon. So keep an ear out for that. We're looking forward to bringing that to you. And if you're not a Platinum patron and you'd like to be, head on over to well, another way you can do it is patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M for the business of making. And you can become one of our co-producers. And not only do you get a an episode every month we'll give you a shout out on the show to your business as well and, and behind uh, the scenes a link. Videos. yeah there's all sorts of stuff yeah. <laughs> thank you so much everyone and thank we'll you. see you again soon bye bye, bye. bye.